Hello everyone, welcome back to On Air with 304. I know you all are probably very confused to be hearing my voice at the beginning, but Olivia is in Atlanta, like I said last episode. So we got my friend Matt Mugno, fellow film colleague. Colleague, we'll Co- I would say co- I would say colleague. Um, he's here to fill in for today. Matt, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Matt Matthew Mugno, aka Hot Chive Summer. <laughs> uh, it's a pleasure to be here, Liz. That's all. That's all you want to say about yeah. yourself? About myself? Well, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we'll get into myself because I, I I'm very philosophical. Oh, there's I a lot like, to unpack. Tonight. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> we got a little late night on Air Three Hundred Four. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, long night last night. You, you, know, you know how it is. There's um, I think uh, I'm this weird combination of like there's parts of me that are mature beyond my age and wisdom that I think is ageless. And then uh, when it comes to like having fun, like it's either I'm really disciplined and I'm very engaged in what I'm doing with my life or like there's just a lot of fun going on. This weekend was like uh, I was killing finals work at the library. I kind of discovered that last year. So like Friday, Saturday, I kind of was grinding, grinding some work out. And then, uh, yeah, but then when it comes to the nighttime, yeah, then it's like I I also know you have to enjoy. You really have to enjoy life for the now. So So, true. Yeah. Work hard, play hard. That's that was my motto freshman year. That's that's still the motto. Yeah, that's my motto. So it's weird. Like I'm like. A college student, but I also see the flaws in the college system and how that works. Like, I agree. you know, we were in our meeting and like the first thing I was kind of thinking of was kind of like I look at some of my other friends who are in some majors and I'm like, you know, there's guys in business like where are they going to end up? You know, finance guys, probably, you know, maybe not Wall Street, but in some sort of business firm or whatever. Right. Yeah. Don't they become a bot to the system? Um, That's true. And. Yeah, I, I think. uh it's and this is obviously I'm a college student, so when I say this, it's funny. But like I'm realizing like that difference between like the individual kind of um, someone who's off the beaten path who doesn't go through that system, and mm-hmm. I understand why. You look at the uh, American education system. I'm raised by two teachers, and my father's father was a teacher. I don't know my grandfather. I never met him. Uh, he passed away when my father was young, and uh, they were off the boat. For, and and they you know they're from Patterson, New Jersey, so mm-hmm. they were working class type of people, right? So when you look and, and you look at uh, some of the economic uh, situations and conflicts going on in the United States right now, I kind of look and I, I see where college fits into that. We talk about how much money it is, right, to just be sitting here in this studio. Mm-hmm. The first thing I thought of when I got in this studio was I was like, uh, me and my buddy did this podcast for four years in high school called Puck Talk CS, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody go to the website, please. But um, and I, I, So we did a podcast every day after school on hockey, and there was this one day it was the trade deadline, uh, 2016, February, like, I want to say it was like 9th or 16th. I think it was February 9th. We made a podcast, and our prediction was that the Toronto Maple Leafs were looking to bring in a player. Maybe they're not going to look and clear cap space. They clear a lot of cap space from a trade. For Steven Stamkos, they're going to clear a lot of cap space for Eric Stahl. That podcast got 2,000 hits, right? Oh, wow. But all it was was we had an igloo mic in our school laptops. Mm-hmm. By the way, school laptops, we're talking about education system, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Paying for, that's crazy that, you know, I went to high school and we had laptops provided for us. Anyway, point being, it's so expensive to go to college, Oh, so true. We're all really working for the degree. 
but I even thought of this, like right now, this semester, I'm taking a course in uh, philosophy. I love philosophy just to begin with. Uh, where that started, um, I was in, when we were locked down for COVID, I kind of saw that as an opportunity where life was on this, on this pause, mm-hmm. this pause that we may never get again. Now, in the beginning, it was like Armageddon, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure maybe you felt that way. Yeah, I agree. In the beginning, um, it was like, but not it. as time kind of went on, I kind of realized, like, you know what? This is the only time in my life I'm going to have this pause where I can get into whatever I want and really have a solid base in it moving forward. That's and I really so want to change, like, a lot of my life. That's so true. I feel like quarantine, like, got so many people, like, new hobbies or, like, new pets. And, like, a lot of people had kids during quarantine. So, like, no one's life is the same as it was before. I agree. Yeah, I think that's a good – That's you, you have that same kind of yeah. insight on that. Everything happens for a reason. I'm a true believer I think in that. that. I think that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm religious too, mm-hmm. um, and I actually was more, more. I think I became more religious in that experience, mm-hmm. um, being home. Uh, I think I actually, uh, I mean, it also went a few years back. I think like those signs of like taking that mature step and like being a young adult. I, I think it's weird. We're speaking of college and talking about degrees and how serious you take certain mm-hmm. things. Um, like I've, I'm finding the people I'm also meeting. There's these varying r- ranges of maturity and like. Some people, um, we're just in our meeting. And I mean, there's no, I'm never a brownie points guy. I've always been a hard work. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my dad grew up in Patterson at the time. It was pretty, you know, clean and good. Yeah. It was mostly Italian immigrants and just immigrants. But uh, right now it's just not in a good spot because of the economy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city was built around silk, you know, silk and uh, the production is silk. Now there's, n- there's none of that production in the United States to begin with, with cars or whatever. That's why cities like Detroit are kind of going under. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that's. I'm just, I'm a big brain guy, Liz. You, you have a lot to say. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And we have, we've had classes together. Matt comes in and just like gets the energy going. Yeah. I think, uh, it's actually wears on me a little bit. Uh, I I get that. Cause it's kind of like, um, you know, I, I've talked to people about it before. Uh, it's like this celebrity, like it sounds really (laughs) cocky, but I think it's this like celebrity kind of status where it's like, um, I remember I was not, like, the coolest dude in high school um, until, like, maybe my senior year was, like, where I, like, actually became, like, kind of, like, a had that high school experience. Yeah. Which I think is funny because when I talked to my parents, like, for most of high school, I was like, well, how, they're always talking about parties or this or that or social interactions going. And I didn't really have that till I was a senior. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I think it depends on the school. I mean, or, like, the, the I, not, I don't know how to say it, but, like. It really depends on the school. Like, people would be like, oh, I started partying senior year. And other schools, like, they'd be like, oh, I started partying, like, sophomore year or something. Like, different, like... Yeah. I, it really just depends. Like, where, like you could be, like, a town over from each other, and it's completely different. That's true. I, I think that actually has to do with... Uh, we're talking about economic status. My dad, uh, I love talking about him. I love... I mean, I love the Mr. Man. Mugno. I mean, I love my mom, too. My mom right there with... I mean, I don't really have like a favorite parent or whatever we you know i grew up nuclear nucleus of a family like nuclear family um yeah my mom's side irish immigrants dad side italian both came over at around the same time Mm -hmm. so like hard work has always been kind of my thing uh yeah and i think kind of connecting back to what i was saying before was man i'm all over the place i i gotta finish like five different tangents we just went on this is this is what we do we're looking at like uh maturity wise like uh ross meglin Right, like Jacob Resnick, they're mm-hmm. in these positions of like where they're managing so much. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I'm like, 
these guys are are people that are ready to go into the real world. Yeah. And then there's friends of mine that I know, and this is no knock, um, where I kind of look and I say, like, they need some learning experiences. They yeah. need, like, challenges. And that's why I love to challenge myself. Like, that's why I work out. Like, I'm not like uh, Arnold, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, I think people need to challenge themselves. That's a whole other thing I got into when we were locked down. Yeah. I think tying a lot of these tangents together that I've been talking about, I really do think that that is an interesting uh, kind of point we brought up before is how uh, many people, like I felt like I was going through self-discovery. Mm-hmm. And I think the shame is, I think I, it, it was a little bit hard to, I guess, grapple with the fact that a lot of people I knew did not have that experience you know yeah. they came out and they were doing the exact same stuff yeah you if you weren't like if you go through it's i'm not gonna say it's traumatic like it was traumatic i could get it, into that too i'd love to actually so yeah, we could, yeah let's get into that but i i'm not gonna no one's quarantine experience was the same but i feel like how could you be the same than when you went in you can't i i don't believe it i feel like mentally it just t- kind of takes a toll on you like you were recently quarantined Yes. Do you want to do you want to talk about that a little bit? Because that, that I feel like that was traumatic yeah. a little bit. Um, actually, I've had a lot. So I actually seeked help. Which mm-hmm. the first thing I'm going to say right now is like seek help. Whoever so you are, seek help. Because I was, and I'll tell you this. Part of the reason I think high school was very strange, this very strange environment for me, was because, like I said, like I walk into like Atkins cl- uh, class for screenwriting, Professor mm-hmm. Atkins class, and. Thursdays. It's like everybody kind of knows who I am, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like uh there's this weird thing where it's like um sometimes I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Sometimes I, I do. I relate to that a hundred percent. I think that we're both similar in this way. We are seen as big personalities and people who are known to make others laugh. And then it's like sometimes like I want I don't want to make people laugh today. I'm having a horrible day and I don't want to laugh. Yeah, it's uh it it shouldn't feel like a position oh, that no. I sign up for. Yeah, no, but I I mean in terms of traumatic experiences, and this is like I'm very open to talking about mm-hmm. them now. Uh, so yeah, of course the first thing is I would suggest seeking help because um, I think you know I have two people I can think of right now that were in the same are still in the same boat as me that I'm trying that I've talked to about mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, in high school, like I was the first person I think uh, we had a suicide in my brother's age uh, class oh, really? in 2017, and that was very like it was heavy on the mm-hmm. community um and i think what kind of put me off and listen the my thing is honesty is the best policy yeah so in my you know you can never we can assign a narrative when we're looking back on our lives but the truth and reality is that when you're living in the present there's no such thing as narrative mm-hmm. i think we have trouble i know i have trouble with that because of filmmaking and writing and being artistic like everything's a narrative yeah so but um and it can be hard to disconnect it's like so my artistic side and like life so, but yeah, in terms of traumatic experiences, like we're talking about being locked down. Uh, we talked about how recently I was like, again, I, I experienced a lock, uh, where I had to quarantine over the summer and quarantine here. Mm-hmm. It does take a, especially a when like, everyone else isn't like that yeah. must've been like, like, obviously you'll get FOMO. Like if your friends are all here and like going out and stuff and then like you got quarantine when you didn't even test positive. Yeah. Like that's so frustrating. Yeah, so I'll get I'll get to a lot of that and uh but um <laughs> jail part listen, I'm all about listen jail baby. Jail <laughs> baby. So uh yet I so when I was a senior in high school I think a lot of things turned around and that I think it's what kind of made put me in a position to be who I am today mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for it because I think like 
I'm starting to see like I feel like I'm peeling away where I'm being more of an uh, independent and an, an adult about yeah. everything. Like I have full control of everything I can be in control of. That was also very hard to work through because you can't control everything. Mm-hmm. But my father, uh, this was April 9th, 2019. I'm a big dates guy. Like I remember everything. Same. No, I remember the date and the day of the week. Like I've showed my roommates that I can, they say a date and I'll tell them the day of the week. I'll it's be weird. like, the sun was uh, in this position. Yeah. It was cloudy. It was know what I was wearing. Um, so, yeah, on April 9th, uh, I used to set up a backyard hockey rink. Oh, wow. Just, like, not, it wasn't anything crazy, but um, it was as, it was as rinky-dink as you could get. But uh, my, me and my dad were uh, taking it down, and it was, like, still kind of cold out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had been going to bed a lot early, and... Uh, I'd been, it was kind of turning things, my, my senior year was turning around where I felt like I was in a lot better place mm-hmm. uh, than I had been, like, most of high school, um, and I helped him into the house because, like, he had, I guess just to summarize it, like, he had an anemic episode and then oh, had wow. to go to the hospital. Wow. And I didn't get to leave with my mother, like, she went because it was, like, either call an ambulance or he he's going to the hospital, and yeah. I was like, go, I'll, like... We didn't know what was going on, so I stayed home just in case it was really bad. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget when my mom, like, I helped my mom, you know, like, take care of my dad and make sure, like, yeah. they could leave the house. But um, my mom, I, I mean, I it's weird. I'm kind of a—my brother's the same way. It's funny. Mm-hmm. We always joke. I'm very close with my brother. He was out at school at Penn State, mm-hmm. uh, and this was my junior high— uh, no, senior high school, so he was, uh, I guess, sophomore in college, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, he was not home, and uh, he, my father went to the hospital, and then I came later, and, you know, I, I went to see him, and then there were a lot of drives into the city to see him, and we found that he had stage 3 cancer. Oh, wow. So that's what caused the anemic episode, was that uh, he had a surgery from when he was younger that... Uh, like it was like this space in the intestines yeah. that was infected, and because of, uh, it's it's called the cecum, mm-hmm. and like there was just cancerous there was a cancerous oh, growth wow. there. So that was, and that's why he was sleeping or going to bed crazy early yeah. every night. And we we're like, what's wrong? You know, we didn't know what was up. That took a heavy toll because I was doing, which this actually launched my filmmaking career too. So yeah. I was doing this project called Sapiens and True Events. I love to touch on that at some point, yeah, like definitely. all the artistic stuff, but we're talking about traumatic things. So um I was doing a lot. I was I did spring track for the first I'd only done track once ever and that was when I did yeah. it. It was after my hockey career was over. So I did that. I did I was making this mini series like I was doing everything for that. Plus school. So it was like I was on student council. Yeah. I was uh I was the vice president. My friend was going through a lot, and he was the president. Yeah. So, like, there were certain points where it felt like I was just running the show. Like, I was taking kind of that role of president. So yeah. that, And this is, he knows, you know, I love him to death. Kevin, love you, brother. Um, so I, it was like there, would be, there were days where there was a meeting at 630. I did school all day. I went to mm-hmm. track practice right after school, yeah. and then I was filming for that, and then I'd come home and no one was home. Yeah. So the only thing that was home, my brother wasn't home yet, was my dog. So this is like a month, maybe two months of senior year and i know my mom can attest to it you know like she was taking on the world we lost my grandmother to dementia a year before and that was took a toll on her and my grandfather so like there was a lot of family stuff going on and then um 
Yeah. So then a year later, we're locked down, and I'm. I feel like I'm having this very like, re, like I feel like I'm reviving a lot about myself. I yeah. feel like I'm growing as a person. And uh, like I said, only thing that was there kind of for me at the time was my dog. When I come home senior year, it was like I. If my mom made dinner, we got, you know, someone dropped off dinner for us, and there mm-hmm. we had so many generous people that, like, my yeah. dad's principal from the school he worked at just came over one day when he was out of the hospital, um, and he was, like, hung out with us, yeah. for, like, at lunch. So, like, a lot of people came, you know, you, there was a lot of support. Um, I think that's where I felt like I started searching religiously and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it was weird because there was that combination where, like, a lot of good things were going on in yeah. high school, like... Senior prom, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, but I didn't realize what effect that would have on me. Yeah. You're just going. It's adrenaline. No, I agree. Like, I think it's different because, like, you're a year older. Like, you're, we're two different grades. Um, but I think that's why, like, how everyone's quarantine is so di- Like, that time of our lives. Because I was a senior. And then, like, I'd be going, like, I'd go to extra help in the morning for my pre-cal class, which we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into my math skills. And then I'd go to classes yeah, I all day. Those too. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're this is why we're film majors. Yeah. <laughs> we can't we can't be doing the math. And we'd be going all day. I'd have to do like my media projects during lunch and practice after school, like homework, all this stuff. And it's like you're going and going and going. You're working towards the end. Like you're like, oh, we're gonna get prom and graduation, all the all the fun stuff. And then it just ends. Yeah. And then it's like, well, now what? And it ends, and it's like, uh, and it's still like dad's not doing well, mm-hmm. uh, and so. Yeah, and then a year later, so on June 24th, 2020, well, three weeks earlier, we went, uh, it was still, like, uh, lockdowns everywhere, but we knew this, we have family friends that were up at their cabin in, like, Oneonta area, and we were like, they were safe, we were safe, we're like, we're gonna try and just connect so we could see people get out of the house. Yeah. I know that's probably controversial, but whatever, it happened, so... We brought my dog up, but two days before that, um, she'd been having some, it, like, health issues, and they were like, all right, so, like, clock's looking like three years. So I'm okay. like, all right, right? Like, this is, you know, like, I, the only thing that was there for me when I didn't have, like, support mm-hmm. um, or as much support as as maybe I should have at that time, then that's no, like, knock on anyone because I'm also the first person to not talk about, like, what's going on in my life. And at the time, I'll tell you this right now, like, I was so bad up until even last year. Like, I was, like, um, I was the biggest, like, mental health, like, denier. Like, I would just be, like, oh, it's just, like, a load of, you Mm -hmm. know, BS. Like, um, even to friends, like, who had gotten offended by, like, when I'd say that. So, um, yeah, and then, like, June 24th, uh, well, the the days leading up to that, we were just in and out of vets. And Mm -hmm. uh, I was, like, all right, so, like, um, we went up to that upstate house in, like, May. Mm-hmm. And we, the vet, would, you know, a few days before them was like three years, and then three weeks later, uh, on June, what was like that week, I was working at a farm and stuff, and uh, all of a sudden, like, dog's not doing well at all, and then like that was it. She just passed away. Oh no! So like that was a shock. Yeah. You know that was like very fast, very quick shock, mm-hmm. and it was like not good. Like I know, um, like. I had left the house and I knew that day, like that was it. Yeah, like I went could, to work had, that morning, like, and she was like, I knew that it was going to be the last time I would like interacted with her. Mm-hmm. So that was hard. And I went to work and um, 
you know, I said I say this. One of my friends has had some of these experience, similar experiences, so I think that's mm-hmm. why we connect um, very well because it like forces you to be an adult. Yeah. Um, he he always said, you know, like the one thing I wish uh, not wish upon other people, but I know I think the fact that I experienced it early can be is difficult to work through. But like once you understand it, it yeah. I think it's made me more of, like, a man and an adult than, like, a a kid. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's what forced the transition was receiving that phone call. I was I, – I got to work, and I'm just, like, you know – I know at some point my mom's going to call me and and say something's yeah. up. And I – the phone – my phone start one ring. I knew exactly who yeah. it was. I knew exactly what was happening. And I feel like if you're in that situation and you don't have to – like, that's instinct. I feel like that kind of – is something I don't wish upon other people, but yeah. I think it was like that. Tra- like that was a very transitional point where I was like, it's still been hard to work through. But I think like having those traumatic experiences kind of yeah. put me in a better spot to deal with like the quarantines. My brother had COVID in the summer. Oh wow! And like, um, he was pretty sick, but not you know like yeah, just like hundred degree yeah. like hundred degree fever. Yeah, dehydrated that whole bit. So one morning we're you know we sleep in def- different rooms. Uh, he. He's like asking for help at like four in the morning oh my to gosh. get up off the bathroom floor because like he was dehydrated. As oh like my god, all. that's awful! So I go in and I pick like I help pick him up and and bring him to bed, and because of that I get it, but I have no symptoms. Oh right, so right, right. So now okay. I'm iced out from work. I'm iced out from social anything. Right? Yeah. Um, and this is like right before, like maybe a little bit June. Yeah, so it kind of like died it down was, a little bit. This summer was a little crazy too. Like I had that, and then we moved him down to Tennessee because he's doing his master's in psychology. Yeah. He's a he's the brainiac of the family. Um, so that was like hard to deal with, but it because I was locked like two weeks ago, I uh, or like <laughs> two weeks ago at this point, like maybe a month ago, I was yeah, my my roommate had it and went through everybody, and I didn't get sick again, but I had to go home, and that like it's frustrating because yeah. uh, it's. It's it's human nature to like you want independence. Yeah. Um. So having like it was fine when I was home and everything, but it definitely ruins the flow of like doing schoolwork. No, but definitely because I was, um, like it you like I don't know what I'm trying to say. You are so used to like it's not like you're vaccinated, whatever you can do, whatever, and then you just get like thrown into this, and then the teachers now they're like, yeah, no, you can't come on Zoom. You can't, like, you're just done for, like, a week. No, so actually, like, I was Zooming. Oh, really? You but weren't the, Zooming for screenwriting. So though. for screenwriting, he the, the room doesn't work. It's true. We, so we do have a bad room. We do have a, we struggle with the tech in that room. But <laughs> So, yeah, so, but even there were professors that it was, like, uh, they sent me a bad link or whatever, like, a yeah. link that didn't work. And um, you're not their focus because they have, like, a room full of students. Yeah. So it's, like. And also it's, it's college so far, experience-wise, like, this semester for me has really been about doing, expanding my horizons. Yeah. You definitely. know, because last year we were kind of locked down. And my freshman year, uh, I I think I came in with a really good mindset and did a lot. But, you know, everything shut down yeah. that spring. Mm-hmm. And then last year was really, like, we were really relegated to our room, basically. Yeah. You know, and so for socializing and doing anything. And I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't really take the chance on... Uh, like joining any of the clubs and stuff, mm-hmm. so uh, that was kind of the goal of this semester. So I guess I reached that because I did pretty well with you know like expanding my horizons. Yeah. But 
y'all like i feel like this year is like the like last year like i was doing q30 but like i wasn't because it's mm-hmm. like you can't yeah it, it's i don't know if it's like i, I think that kind of the crossroads i'm at right now is like i just received in the mail uh the four plus one offer which oh, is wow. like an honor but is that for film for yeah it's uh there i can like it's in the communication school so okay. you can go in kind of any route mm-hmm. uh with the with the kind of um potential career paths yeah as you could say is like they each have a specific name but you know exactly kind of like this is for social media this is for yeah cinematography this is for um but and i'm at that crossroads where like uh I I think I'm an individual artist myself. You wouldn't want to... And I don't like, know, like, at this time, you know, how institutionalized I want to be. And I think okay. that's where a lot of my decision-making's at because, mm-hmm. like, I, I just made, like, an Instagram page and it was, like, my friends had told me to that, like, are involved with it. Yeah. I didn't... I don't, like, it's nothing that's, like, blowing up or anything. Um, and it's more about just, like, showcasing kind of my work and yeah, like definitely. connecting networking um but i've done some stuff on that like with edits and whatever where i feel like i could probably make like i think if i just kept working at that i could make something out of that but i i set high goals and high standards yeah like i know as you should i think like i know i have a personality i know i can network like that's not really a question i'm a social person i know what i have and yeah, there's this weird thing where I'm starting to discover, like, a very artistic side of mm-hmm. me that was always kind of there. But now that it is, like, now that I'm really exploring it, like, it's kind of changing on ha- a lot of my views. Yeah. Perception's everything, so. And it's, like, how are you, ex- like, one of my sweet mates is, like, thinking about this right now. Like, how are you expected to know what you want to do for the rest of your life when you're 18? Like, you could be interested in, like, business when you're 18, then you go to college and you're, like... Mm, I don't like business. I don't well, know why I chose business. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a real monkey wrench at that question, okay. actually, Liz. So I, I actually like what you brought up here uh, because I talk about it a lot, and it's really deep, so I'm just going to kind of keep it surface and keep it summarized. Mm-hmm. Biologically, we're supposed to, like, human, like our grandparents, my aunt and uncle, and it's funny, my mom was like, and Caroline, Uncle Mike, love, love you guys, you know that. But my mom was like, you know, they were very young. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, even for that time, the time period yeah. they got married in. Um, but I know, like, my grandfather's, like, you know, he met my grandma in high school, like, mm-hmm. in the ice cream parlor. Like, you can't get any more Steve Rogers, Captain America, 1950 in Brooklyn than that. Yeah. Like, on Coney Island. Like, oh, they go to Coney Island, they meet in a ice cream place, and then they get married, you know, at, like, 23. Mm-hmm. It's not human beings biologically— you look at historical records and you look at our, our past and even our body clock. Uh, there's no reason to dive into middle school sex ed. Like, you're, everything starts up with us, you know, growing as, as young adults at kind of this age. So I think yeah. what's very difficult is I just talked about this with my roommates and they're always like, oh, here we go. So this is why I love this <laughs> here, kind here of we go. environment. Here we go. Strap in. Uh, <laughs> seatbelt on, Liz. Um, <laughs> We're supposed to, like, mate at this age. Mm-hmm. Like, you're supposed... And when you look at nature, like, penguins mate every year or for We're for really diving into, like, science, right? Like, we're and I'm not hitting a science, every topic. Like, I may not be a scientist. Like, listen, I may not know all the parts of the brain, even though I had to study it for psych. But, like, we know that animals, they they 
either they there's a time period where they mate in cycles mm-hmm. and um human beings like like the whole marriage propositions it's whole like another realm and tangent which i believe in mm-hmm. uh and that's probably just the way you know because of the way i've been raised and, yeah. and what i you know feel and think but um humans naturally like at our age like this is where they would like give birth like no one, when the Virgin Mary gave birth to Jesus, no one questioned her age. They questioned where it came from. So, so true. Like, no, so, one, no one questioned that at all. No one, you know, I mean, at least records, I'm, we don't know, right? We, we <laughs> don't know. the records say that. We weren't there. The records but... are like, wait, where, he didn't come from uh, Joseph, then where, where did he come from? Um, so I think what I'm saying is questioned. like, we're saying like, what do we do with our lives? But I actually think it's quite Strange, because if we go just a hundred years ago in the United States of America, mm-hmm. there, they, you know, our our grandparents were making these decisions. Uh, well, we have grand. I could say that because I know at least you have grandparents because yeah. you're here, right? Yeah, so no, you, yeah, you'd have to. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Anyway, um, yeah. So I just think it's weird because actually, I think what uh, I look at is that I, I say the way society is structured right now economically is that they're pushing back the time frame in which we actually begin our lives. Yeah, and definitely. that does frustrate me about college. Like, I talked about it with my business teacher in high school a lot and often. And, you know, he, he I had a difficult co- time kind of accepting that fact. And he was like, you know, just like, that's how it is. Yeah. Um, that does frustrate me a little bit, though. Even on the creative side of things, it's like I, I think of, like, you know, you're very eager to leave school and start somewhere. And I'm the first person, like, you got to start bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. I didn't start playing hockey until the seventh grade. Okay. And all I did was I would find time every single day to practice something. I couldn't skate. And then oh, I was that's like— That's kind of— <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, yeah. you need it. Uh, it's like in soccer if you can't run. And True. then— like, I ended up like, oh, varsity player, this, that, cool, right? But point being, like, I understand what it takes. Like, you st- you got to start small and you got to put in the work. Yep. But at the end of the day, I look and I say, well, is there, like, so now I, I was at school for four years. And uh, now I'm starting low in the t- low into the totem pole at young age, mm-hmm. right? 20, whatever. Am I going to be able to financially, so I meet someone. I meet a I meet a shawty, and uh, it works out. So now, say that takes maybe a year, year or two, right? Now it's like twenty five. Well, it's either like I'm either career path set, yeah, or I'm like looking at that family life. I think that's where that's where it gets difficult because yeah, everyone. I don't like, know you how far I'm going to go. You could see it in like TV shows and movies. Everyone's like, you people are forced to pick their career or their family. And, like, that happens, in every, like, everyone's, like, you have to go to college, like, whatever. Like, that's how people Which say I it. think is so crazy. I think I think it starts with the school, public school system in America. Um, why do we not teach classes that, and my parents are teachers. We had a long discussion on this. It, it's going to take a lot to change. And this is a very uh, castle on the hill, dystopian type of idea, ideology. But um, there's so much trouble in this world, so many issues that could be solved if yeah. our educational system geared us towards that. I was sitting in the meeting, and I'm like, the meeting just before, and I'm like, wow. So we're in entertainment. We're just kind of going to be figures in the entertainment industry yeah. in some de- some degree, in some, some capacity. Way, shape, or form. Imagine all, all 16,000 people at a, uh, the 
Raiders-Washington uh, football team game today, imagine they, uh, or all the people at the Ranger game last night in Madison Square Garden, imagine they all geared their focus on like changing like changing humanity and changing solving issues that are world crisis. Like imagine That's we true. all put our heads together for that. Anyway, aside from that, I look and I say like, uh, what were we saying? We we're talking about a school system. Yeah, you were talking about. Um, oh my gosh, career, where, where did where career, did we come right? from? <laughs> <laughs> wow, we just went. I don't even where are, I don't know where we are right now. We we just took. I, we didn't have to have anything planned for this, and we just ran with it. Oh yeah, that's and how. Now, I and roll. now, and now we're here. Yeah, I think. Not uh, mad about it. Yeah, I think uh, when I was sitting in that meeting, I'm looking. I'm saying everyone here is doing entertain, like going to be in the entertainment yeah. industry in some capacity. And I thought to myself, like, why, like, why? Sh- the first thing my parents were like, were like, do you want even want to go to college? Mm-hmm. And I still think it's not like necessarily up for debate because no. like I'm putting all. Yeah. everything into doing what I'm doing. Yeah. But I still do, like, I think to myself um, that there are many successful people who just did their own thing. Yeah. You know, and I also think it's a shame that we have to pay, you know, I don't even know the rate of a plumber right now, but yeah. their their skill and their craft is so important because it's kind of what makes our world run. And uh, they there there aren't that many of them. It's not competitive. That's why the prices are so high to get yeah. a plumber is because, um, oh, my toilet's not working. Well, I can't fix it. You can't fix it. I think that's my biggest problem with cars right now yeah. is like now they have if you have a lease or or uh, yeah, it's I think it's with the lease deals that you can bring it into the dealer and they fix it. Yeah. Well, that's even going to take away from your local mechanic. Mm-hmm. So now local mechanics are that there's a split kind of, I guess, in the uh, kind of economic factors with that on who's getting the money, whatever. And then I'm a big small business guy, too. Um, mm-hmm. But that I think that's America, really. But um, and what it's built on. But, oh, my God, I'm losing myself. I'm going all <laughs> over the place. We're running all over the place. Economy. Economy. economy small businesses. Small business. Mechanics. Plumbers. Plumbers. Why it's so important to have them. And yet the educational system's pushing a kid that's can't do like we're taught like we had talked about mm-hmm. struggles with exponents and we're gonna put him in calc two next year. Yeah. Why? Why can't we teach why can't we allow him to go to a trade school mm-hmm. and consider that as not like I feel like because there's a minority of students that just have a general interest in it. They're looked down upon. Yeah, and they should they should be so, you like, know, equal if not valued because better, they yeah. have an interest in something that so many people don't and also don't have the skill in. Like I know the one thing that I was brushing up on when I was home for when we were really locked down. Yeah, uh, 2020 kind of spring was I was like, Dad, teach me everything you can because it's funny. Like our older neighbors, like they would, like, pay someone to, like, hang a picture in their living room. Like, mm-hmm. they were not handy. And yeah. I was like, we're talking about a lot of individuality, kind of being a man. That's a general idea, I know, but I take pride in it. Uh, pride in it, and I know a lot of things are changing with that. And I'm a, I'm the first person to also be like, man, woman power. Like, I look at my mom. She just got, uh, just got, wow, that's, like, eight years ago. Um, 
she took maternity leave for me and my brother, and then mm-hmm. she just stayed home. That my mom too, yeah. And I mean, I respected that, but I was I also look at it and I said, you know, I I remember I talked to my mom a little bit a while ago, and I was like, a little bit a while ago, man, I'm really, I'm really running on Rrr. the brain right now. <laughs> I th- I said to my mom, I don't know how you know, I'm the first person I said, uh, mom, you have to live life for you too, you know. That's you, so true. You gave us everything like you sacrificed everything but i think what's awesome is you look and you say uh which is also a whole nother thing about how i view america right now Mm -hmm. economically and uh in terms of where we're going um this is where a lot of my ideas come from is like my grandfather slept on an apartment couch because his sisters had the only two rooms Mm -hmm. there and and where he was and his father had such a bad Irish brogue, like, you couldn't understand him. Mm-hmm. So that's my great-grandfather. Um, and he had as he still has terrible breathing and asthma mm-hmm. because of all the secondhand, like, he had yeah. it, and then, like, the secondhand smoke was, like, crazy intense. Um, and he wanted to be an astronaut, which... I also, if, I used to want to be an astronaut. Really? Yeah. Oh, well... I really did the switch up. You really did switch up. <laughs> what, what drove you away from that? Was that childhood? Um... Y- like middle school, I wanted to be an astronaut. Like really? women in STEM. No, I'm kidding. But I, I realized I wasn't good at math or science. Yeah, and you, that's the kind of the main point of it. It's kind of everything. That's kind of everything. Also, like astronauts are like military branch. Like they're trained. Yeah, I don't. Th- I in hindsight, I don't think I could handle that. So I think that I really did pick the right path for myself. Yeah. Yeah, you, the path found you. The path found me, yeah. The path yeah. chose me. It's synonymous. It's like uh, the universe really talks. I, I I heard this one. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, no, I, my so dad's, true. oh, my God, Liz, you sound like Big Al. Big Al, what's up? I know I've been talking about my family a lot here, but um, that's what he always says, and I think that was, like, partially religious, and I'm very religious, and I believe in it, but I also know to consider the other things that are yeah. on the table of, like, what is our existence? What is reality? Um I question everything. Like that's that's like I have that Socratic kind of ideology. I'm gonna be honest. That is a great point because today I've been thinking. I feel like life isn't real today. So yeah, I'll tell you this. The big joke the other day at lunch the other day was I was with the homies uh, mm-hmm. Jake Zaretsky, Jeff Padalano. What's up, boys? And uh, shout them out. Yeah, shout them out. Give the boys a shout out. And uh, we're jo- we're making the joke like, oh, you think that guy's got a real life? Like he must be an NPC. Like he looks so basic. He looks like. Like, you're like, oh, that's typical frat dude. Um, and he just auto-generated and walked in walked in the cafeteria. I know I'm talking about meme culture, so sorry if I lost my old heads. But um, I thought about this theory that um, Joe Rogan interviewed someone. I'm big on his—I love podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know. Oh, he listens to Joe Rogan. Uh, whatever. The whole Aaron Rodgers thing's pretty—I think that's been interesting. I think Joe, by the way, crazy how he's challenged mainstream media mm-hmm. on something that he's been building for such a long time, and now it has so much attention. Anyway, that Spotify deal is crazy, but um, he was talking about this idea that, well, maybe our idea of God is that if he is everything, like he actually is everything, and therefore we all share a consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was very interesting. I think I look around and I say, like, there's moments in life where just like we talked about how there's a narrative. Mm-hmm. Who's the hand writing it? True. Right? This is where I get into the artsy stuff. Honestly, man, that's the poetry. so true. Um, and it's like, well, who's the hand writing it? Maybe there's no hand writing it. Maybe it's just a lot of outliers or we experience things so often and then there is an outlier and we're like, that's a moment, that's a sign. But really it's just an outlier, a very strange event that happened. Um, 
Shout out Glenn Bice for that ideology. Um, <laughs> I'm just shouting everyone out. Just but list the names. Like a Liz, what, do, what do you think about that idea of a collective consciousness? I just, I don't, I just think there, today especially, I've just been like, I'm not a real person. Like, this isn't, this isn't, I'm like, I was sent, I was like, I'm, I can't be real. Like, do you think that was in a, do you think that was because your body was in autopilot? I don't know. I'm just like, sometimes I'm just like, what is life? Yeah, that's the, like, our listeners the, are probably uh, like so confused right now. The, that's the conundrum. That, but like, uh, what, like, who decided, like, yeah, like, this is what society is. This is what you're going to do. You now have to wake up every day and live a life. Man, Liz, you're, t- you're talking about something I kind of was talking, kind of touched upon was, you know, like, um, I know I'm spewing crazy religious and <laughs> I, I, you know, connecting a lot to, you know, the biblical time. But, you know, I, I thought about that with, like, I, I read a few books. I got into reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was a very... That took a step. That was a big step forward. But I got into reading books mm-hmm. because I think the one thing that you can't take from someone is their knowledge mm-hmm. and their ability to connect things to other things and and learn from hit. Like I'm a big history guy. You got to be able to learn from history because humanity yeah. does not. Humanity does not. And it's because in our societies we're not able to free think all the time. Yeah. How can you free think if you have to raise two kids but you're working at waste management and you're not making enough money so Mm -hmm. now you have a side job and maybe your side job is selling hot dogs on the corner so now all you're doing is working all day you don't have time to think about anything you're 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 focused on taking care of your kids and and that's it and that's Mm -hmm. a lot of america yeah uh that's why like when election cycles come up i get frustrated with when when people say like who cares about idaho well that's weird or nebraska especially nebraska with corn well, okay, who cares about who's vo- who voted in Nebraska? Um, well, guess what? Nebraska, they're all cor- their far- farms are corn farms. Mm-hmm. Everything runs on corn today. You know why? Everything, corn this is in keyboard gas. is made out of, like, everything's made out, like, corn has made its corn way into everything. Corn is in gas. Gas corn powers the facilities that make everything that's in here, right? Corn yeah. is the base for most food. Corn starch is the base for most of the crap food we eat. Yep. So, really... Like when when people are like like make that kind of snide joke of like who cares about like middle America? It's like, well, that farmer, he just got bought out by like especially the chicken farms. They get bought out by the major companies and then they're told what to do. And it's Mm kind of like, well, man, if they really wanted to, they could be taking their talents at farming and just providing for themselves. Yeah. Think about if. If everyone farmers has had a strike, our country would be in in trouble. Yeah. If farmers had a strike because everything runs on that. And they, like we're saying, like, what do we do to provide for ourselves, really? Like, yeah. I can't farm. Like, I can't do that. I can't even wake up. Like, if, oh, uh, like, yeah, like before, way. like, even, uh, like, like you're saying in, in existence, I think sometimes, like, this is a, a more motivation kind mm-hmm. of factor is like, uh, that I've been into. I've read books that, like, Self-help and, like, in that category, I know it's mm-hmm. called self-help, but I look at it as more of motivation. Yeah. Um, and, like, structuring your day and discipline is uh, waking up and, like, make I make my bed first thing in the morning every mm-hmm. day. I try and set an alarm so I have, like, a rhythm. Of yeah, I'm circadian very schedule Which is, like, scientific well. about, like, how you go about your life and your day. I think too many kids, like, even our age, they go about, or young adults, 
um, and they're kind of on autopilot. It's mm-hmm. just like one thing to the next, and this, and I'm like, I'm the first person that like as soon as I'm done with classes, with my schoolwork, and like putting in the extra time on score, putting in the extra time on the clubs I'm in. Then that's when I do my what I want to do. I want to make mm-hmm. like I made. So I told you about that mini series I made in high school. That's on my YouTube. Yeah. Um, I said, well, we want to make a second one. And I remember my right hand man, Steve O. Shout out to you, brother. Shout out. And Sherm, shout out to you for giving me that opportunity. That was my teacher who gave me the opportunity to uh, shout out. You know, shout out. <laughs> shout <laughs> he everybody gave me the out. Opportunity to make the series to begin with, and that's what launched the whole career. Mm-hmm. Um, he. Well, what what um, Steve-O was saying was he was like, uh, he was down the block from me. He was the guy I did the podcast with, too. He's a creative guy. Mm-hmm. But he was like, well, why don't we just make it a, another miniseries? And I'm like, that's not challenging any of us. Yeah. It's not challenging me to change anything. That's not. I was like, I want to make a story that if we're going to make a, a sequel, why are we going to do the same thing? That means we learn almost nothing and we're not challenging ourselves. So I was like, that's true, yeah. we're going to make a feature length. So that's an hour and a half oh, wow. long. That, that movie's an hour and a half long. Um, and then I did a short one over the summer where I was like, you know what? Uh, I want to include postmodernist elements of, uh, for the marketing technique and for the poster and the aesthetic. Um, and I want to do it where it's, uh, and, uh, based on ensemble and film noir. So that mm-hmm. really drastically changed from SAP two, which was ensemble, but there was, there were action elements, which actually yeah. I love. I, I love the action elements. Like, um, I think anything, any art,